I'd like to take this time to properly introduce myself. My name is Joshua D. Young. I am a comedian, a martial artist, husband, and father to a dead baby. And if any of that sounds interesting and I haven't freaked you out yet, stick around. It gets better. This is Into the Fray. So I just wanted to take this time to do a proper introduction to myself. I had started started a podcast before, but you know, and just sort of jumped into it and started doing. I called it uh, the Beer City Fight Cast, and um, it was cool. It was fun. I kind of enjoyed doing it, but it just something never really clicked. I just couldn't really get it going for whatever reason. But. Um, Yeah, it was basically just me doing like an MMA analysis and breakdown type show where I talked about fights that happened, fights that might happen, and what I think about it and stuff. And it was cool, but I, I mean, I just feel like, first of all, I could just never, I wasn't consistent enough. I did it like a couple times and then just sort of stopped. And, um, well, part of the reason I started doing it in the first place was I, I, I the reason I wanted to do a podcast is just because I'd, needed a dumping ground for my thoughts and I thought you know I just love talking about MMA but I have like so much on my mind and I just need to like put it somewhere because I have this habit where um, if gone unchecked I will talk to people way longer than they feel like listening to me about subjects that they don't have any interest in but they're too polite to tell me about it so I like I'd rather just put everything right here in a nice little package and if you're interested in what's going on in my brain I can just click this and if you get 30 seconds in and you're sick of it then you can just turn it off and nobody has to feel awkward about it and uh, the other part of why I started a podcast in the first place was because I just needed I needed something to do with my life because um, as I previously mentioned um, me and my wife we had our firstborn son last year um we'd had two miscarriages prior to that so he was the first one that really made it so he was our our boy who lived we uh we had a whole harry potter theme for him you know we set up his room set up the nursery it was all decorated and we um got special cloth diapers for him with stuff all over it was uh it was a whole thing and we um yeah, he lived for six weeks. It was awesome. Um, one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. And then uh, one day we just woke up in the morning and he wasn't breathing. Uh, we called the cops, freaked out. You know, I mean, of course, you know, tried CPR and just did everything. But, you know, the medics showed up there. I mean, they did everything they could. And it just, it was too late. He was just gone. And it was... It was SIDS. He, um, literally, I guess what it is, is his brain just forgot to tell his lungs to breathe. Which is... Which is bullshit, honestly. Like, this, at least that's how I felt about it at the time. Because, 
you know, a little more background here, I've just felt like, you know, we did everything right. Like, as far as, you know, taking care of him, like, he, yeah, it, it was, um, he was so loved and well taken care of. In fact, um, this was an interesting thing. After they did the autopsy, they said that it looked like he had been just kept in a glass case and it just never been touched, which is insane because, you know, any baby just from just from being carried around or even jostled a little bit will have some sort of minor bruising on their brain, I guess, and he just had nothing. And what's extra crazy about it is he had just, he, he would do this thing where, like, if I was holding him, like, holding him up to my chest, and, like, he, like, he would lean back and look up at me. I'm like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? And then he would just grab my shoulder and plow his forehead into me, like, as hard as he can, just, like, headbutt me, just, I'm like, whoa, what the hell? And he goes, <laughs> he would laugh at me. Um, he, he was, he had a crazy amount of personality for as young as he was. I'm convinced that he was, um, definitely an old soul, and, you know, when he was gone, like, I felt like, I felt like he was like the new, like he was the purpose for my life. Like if, like I've screwed everything else up, it was too late for me at this point. But if I can, you know, give this tiny person, you know, the tools to, you know, lead a good life, you know, maybe it's like he'd, he'd already brought so many people together and I, I truly believed that he was going to change the world because he changed mine and in a tremendous ways. So I... And then when he was gone, uh, there was just this incredible void of, like, what the fuck do I do now? You know, I mean, I was just mad. I was mad at everybody. I was, you know, I was mad at God. I didn't want to, you know, I come from a Christian faith. That's the other thing. Like, me me and my wife, we were, you know, we were raised Christian, and I... You know, we waited, we did the whole thing, waited till we were married to have sex and stuff. And we wanted a baby, like, just more than anything. Like, more than anything. Like, she wanted to be a mom. I love being a dad. I love kids. Like, I, we wanted to be parents so bad, but, like, we just couldn't have it. And we just see, you know, all of our friends who, you know, don't even want them or, like, they had them as an accident or... You know, we see them with kids, and they're complaining about them, just not appreciating them. I'm like, well, why? Why? And people will, you know, at the funeral, you know, very well-meaning people, just, you know, because, you know, you never know what to say at a time like this. There's nothing really good to say, but, you know, they'll say some dumb shit like, well, this is God's plan. I'm like, well, I don't like God's plan. You know, they got, I liked my plan. You know, I liked the plan where... Uh, you know, I remembered all the stories about him being born so I could, you know, sit down and have a couple beers with him when, you know, he was getting ready to have a kid and, uh, you know, maybe tell him the same story and share that with him, you know. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I just had this immense void and yeah, I wasn't sure what to fill it with. So I started a fucking podcast. Um... And I'm not sure exactly what my intentions were from the start. Like, I, I've i always wanted to reach people, I guess. Like, I've, I've had this whole, like, I guess like you can call it a messiah complex, where I just want to save people. I want to save everyone. You know, when you're a Christian, like, it's a very clear-cut thing. You know, tell them about Jesus so they don't go to hell. And now it's like, 
Well, not everybody wants to hear about that. You know, maybe they don't really care for Jesus so much. Or maybe they have their own religion and they're happy with Muhammad or Buddha or, you know, whoever you're down with. Like that, and they're just good, thank you. But, you know, we don't, we're not doing to cram it down anybody's throat. So I'm like, well, how do you, how do you save a world that just doesn't feel, just isn't receptive to that sort of message anymore? And so... I guess I just wanted to, to start this thing and just document my own, my own journey, share my thoughts and um, struggles with others. Um, I've been depressed for most of my teenage and adult life. Um, I mean, honestly, all of it, really, but I've been gone off and on various stages of treatment. And... Um, you know, it just keeps coming out. Like, I, you know, more and more people in the news, like, you hear about, you know, even, like, you know, famous people, like, wildly successful people, like, people who have lives that, you know, I dream about having, and they're still killing themselves. Robin Williams, one of my favorite people of all time, like, he, he died. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain, who, like, just, he gets to just travel the world and eat food, and there's a show about it, and it's amazing. And he killed himself. Like, it's, like, so just, like, what drives people to do this and like I like I feel like I'm in this constant struggle with death now like it's like I have a it's like I've like ever since he it took my son like it's it's like a a personal vendetta almost like and I want to just do anything in my power to reach out and like save somebody who like might be going through something right now just saying hey it gets better it really can get better no matter where you are or what you're doing like it's there's always tomorrow you get you get today and you know nothing's really a guarantee after that so just make the most of it and you know be happier and don't don't worry so much about the small stuff and what other people think of you just do your thing be you that's what i'm trying to do by you know doing this and just rambling and dumping my thoughts again you know like i said i just uh, i get sort of unhinged and rambly but that's kind of who i am and i usually bring it around to the main point eventually in a roundabout sort of way so uh you just stick with me and i'll try to we're gonna try to figure this thing out together that's another thing i want to do i mean i want to I don't want it to just be me all the time just talking and spilling my thoughts. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm probably just going to do this for the first one and other, I guess, a more, more, uh, like journal updates about my personal life, you know, from now on. But I also want to, I want to have guests on. I want to talk to people. I want to talk to them about, um, you know, just real life, like, you know, what, you know what a, what a person's going through or what they need to hear at a certain time or like what uh you, you never know and just uh, it's an excuse to have a good conversation i mean people are so starved for good conversation these days because they're you know they have their face in their phones they just don't know how to talk to each other anymore that good conversations are a commodity that's why i was inspired by the likes of joe rogan like, I, like he'll just talk for three hours with you know whoever philosophers scientists movie stars you know, they just anybody just sit down and talk to people. That's <laughs> and you know, I feel like it's uh, when 
when you know that other people are going to be listening to it, it encourages you to engage with another person and like, you know, really just get the most out of it. So, you know, when, like I said, like if you're, if I'm just talking to a random person, you know, it's, it's really easy to, you know, get blown off if they're not into whatever you're talking about. Like, uh, for example, I'm, uh, I'm way into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I have been for, I mean, I, I say that, but I haven't, I'm, I don't belong to a gym or anything because I'm, uh, I'm broke all the time, but, you know, I'll just drop in at open mats or, like, go to random places. I got a place back in Grand Rapids called Blues Gym that was uh, mostly a boxing gym, but there's a couple guys that do MMA, and, like, I'll just, you know, grab just anybody that's willing to be a sparring partner or whatever, but for the longest time, like when I first, the first time after my first open mat or like a couple of them, like, after doing like two open mats, like I literally could not shut the fuck up about Brazilian jiu-jitsu for like, I want to say months and it was annoying to people and I didn't even realize it because I had like very little self-awareness but like people thought like my, my wife told me like he's like people probably think you're on crack because you're talking like really fast and you're very excited about things right now i'm like i just i just want to tell everybody like i was like an evangelist for jujitsu like it was an obnoxious so that's why i want to put stuff here so that like-minded people can you know come visit and uh like I said, join forces and uh, try to figure this thing out together, and hopefully, you know, no one else kills themselves. That's the that's the goal. It's less death. I uh, I very I very strongly remember a scene from that old show Mash, where uh, there's a, a priest and he comes in to visit one of the tents while um, Alan Alda's doing surgery on this guy and he's trying to save him. And the guy's flatlining, and he just starts yelling at him. He's like, no, come on, stay with me. Don't let the bastard win. And the priest goes, well, who's he talking to? He's like, who is he talking about, the bastard? He's like, oh, he's talking about death. Like, he takes it personally when he loses. Like, he's very passionate about this. And I was like, whoa, like, that's, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself, like, a super, like, MASH fan or anything, but it was just an episode I watched one time, when I was a kid or something, but, like, that always has, like, stuck out to me and has, like, stuck with me and, like, don't let the bastard win. So, like, when you're... Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I should talk about the reason I named this podcast what I did. Uh, Into the Fray, uh, I was calling it the Beer City Fight Cast before just because it was strictly MMA-related, but, you know, now that I'm expanding, I'm still going to talk about MMA. I'm going to think I'm going to try to do, like, whole episodes dedicated to just that you know, just so, you know, people who aren't interested in that, again, you know, don't have to listen to a whole episode of that to get through to what they actually want to hear, but, I mean, it's definitely a big part of my life, and I'll continue to talk about it as long and obnoxiously as I possibly can. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, Into the Fray. How did that name start? So when I decided I was going to ditch the name Beer City Fight Cast, I wasn't really sure what I was going to call it after that. Um, I was trying to think of something, like, all-encompassing, like, you know, like, what is life? Or something dumb, or life according to Josh, something corny, I don't know. Um, I went through a few ideas, and then just one time I was thinking of that movie The Grey with Liam Neeson, 
And uh, isn't that the one where he fights wolves? Yes, but there's so much more to it than that. Just kind of like how Fight Club's not just about fighting. Um, there, that movie's full of uh, you know, like sort of allegories and metaphors, and it's really cool. It's about this guy, you know, Liam Neeson. You know, his wife's died of cancer, and now he's some loner that kills wolves, and a plane crashes with him and a bunch of people in it, and they're wandering around, and it's. Um, like I said, just it's like an allegory for life. You know, the wolf, you know, some people were critical, like, well, real wolves don't behave that way. Hey, no shit, it's a movie, um, and the wolves aren't supposed to be like wolves. They're supposed to be like, like a monster, like a metaphor, like like death itself is what they represent, pretty much. And um, so yeah, throughout this movie, like he goes and along the way, people get picked off. Some suddenly, without a chance to say goodbye, and you know, some a little more slowly, some fade. And you know, towards the end, one guy just finally sits down and just goes, "Nope, I'm good here. I'm just gonna sit here and wait to die, because I know they're coming eventually. And no matter how far, no matter how far I go, we're all gonna, we're all dead." And um. <clears throat> that's kind of kind of encapsulates depression to me and like and so you know Liam Neeson the intrepid hero that he is of course goes on till he's the last one left and finds himself surrounded by the wolf pack and the alphas slowly walking down towards him and you know instead of uh, giving in or you know just saying screw it or whatever he starts gearing up he wraps he breaks off a bunch of those little uh those little one-shot liquor bottles between his fingers, so he's got some claws, he has a knife, tapes up his hands, and he gets ready to fight. And as he's getting ready, and as he's staring down this wolf that's about to come at him, he says the poem that his father wrote, and I actually looked into this a bunch to figure out who wrote it or whatever, and I think it was really just from this movie, And but it's a quote to, I think it's a an ode to something Shakespeare once said. But um, it's very simple. All, this, all he says is, um, once more into the fray, into the last good fight I'll ever know. Live and die on this day. Live and die on this day. And that's like something I kind of want to make a... I don't know, like a corny word, I guess, again, but it's just like a mantra for myself. You know, it's like, you know, live and die. And it actually repeats those words twice in the poem, the way it's written down. Live and die on this day. So if this was, and I always, I've always hated the quote, you know, like live like there's no tomorrow because I always thought of it as like, you know, one of those cheesy sayings like, okay, you can't really do that because if I knew this was all going to end tomorrow, I'd quit this job slap my boss in the face, run around and just start, you know, just do it, probably, you know, do a bunch of psychedelics or something and just go out in a blaze of glory or something crazy like that. But, um, no, what it, I mean, what it really means, like that sentiment is, um, you know, if this was, I, I catch myself thinking like, if this was the last day, like, would I be happy with how it turned out? Like with the resources I have right now, like, could I honestly say that I was doing something, you know, I was working towards something or was I just waiting, you know? So like, even if, like, if I were to die, like, what, like, what, what would people be saying about me? Like, 
you know, would they be saying something like, oh, yeah, he was really, uh, he had so much potential. He was, you know, he was really getting up and he was really doing things. Like he was started doing his comedy again and he was, you know, even started playing the guitar again, which he hadn't done in years. And he was working on some music and stuff like, man, that was really a shame about Josh. Or is it going to be like, oh, well, he wasn't really doing shit anyway. It's kind of what we expected. You know, no great loss to society here. Just another, just another, uh, cog in the gear, get crushed in the gears of the machine again. You know, just got chewed up and spit out, and it is what it is. So, I'd rather be the former. I'd rather, you know, live like this is my last day and really do something and, I've been really, I've been putting off doing a podcast for the longest time. I don't know why. I mean, you know, timing just didn't feel right. Fear, uh, fear of being embarrassed after putting myself out there. And, um, or I'd make excuses like, you know, I just don't have the right resources. Like, oh, I just have this shitty phone. You know, I don't have a good microphone. Like maybe when I get a good mic, I'll, I'll start recording. Or you know, uh, at least a better phone, so better sound quality, or something. You just, I just keep making excuses. And um, <laughs> I was listening to a Tony Robbins talk the other day, just because you know, when you're depressed and shit, you look for all the motivation you can get because you can't make any yourself to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> and um, yeah, what he said was uh, through a lot of the people that were very successful that he talked to you know they all made excuses about why they never succeeded before they did and they said well i didn't have the reason what it all came down to was they just didn't have the resources and um what tony said was um i've the truth is it's usually not a lack of resources it's a lack of resourcefulness you know not using what you have where you're at right now so no more excuses I'm just doing the damn thing. Uh, sound quality kind of sucks ass, but I mean, you can still hear me, so it's fine as long as the message gets out there. I am going to work on it, though, you know, so you don't have to suffer through it every week. Um, you know, getting a better recording set up, probably going to add video, um, you know, probably do interviews over Skype and upload them, put them on YouTube and here and stuff, and... I don't know, a bunch of, I have a lot of ideas, <laughs> but yeah, so this is a podcast, it's a thing now, and um, I think that's all I got for this time, so thanks for enduring this half hour something, I actually don't even know how long it's been, it, it took me, actually I started this a couple days ago and then just stopped and just picked up the phone and started recording again just now so um timing wasn't right i guess you know something uh i guess it's kind of funny my you know i was wondering like what day to start it or what day of the week do i want to consistently upload something every week and you know just today is right now it's uh thursday morning and um I don't know. It seems appropriate now because my son was born on a Thursday, died on a Thursday. So big things happen on Thursdays.
and it's the 18th. It's 18. It's 7 18 18, and next month it'll be 8 18 18. And I've been ever since. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this for a second. Ever since he died, I've been having a lot more. I've expanded my spiritual horizons. I guess I've just sort of been looking into everything and just kind of picking here and there, like you know what what sounds right like what resonates with me like what like and you know just trying to figure out like what is real even and i've been you know the i found a lot of people talk about numerology and seeing numbers and you know it's a sign from the universe and like the, the more and more aware i become of it the more i've noticed you know i've been seeing like like everywhere like like whenever the time is like i'll see 11 or like 11 or 33 44 555 you know all all, all the time and uh, 18 is one of them, too. So uh, I guess this is actually the perfect day to upload it. Um, I think, well, here's another thing. I, another, th I think my son's been, Ezra has been helping me. Like, I feel that he's still here in some way, like on the spiritual plane. Like, I just feel like he's not gone. He's fully. He's not done with me yet. And here, well, here's an interesting thing. Um, the video I watched a while ago. Um, this kid, his name's Koi Fresco or Vishuda. If you look, you look him up on YouTube, it's Koi Fresco. It's like a like Koi like the fish and Fresco like the menu at Taco Bell. I don't know. But anyway, he's got a lot of good shit. You should look into it. He talked about reincarnation, which was a concept I'd always sort of enjoyed and toyed with in my head before like oh you know maybe you don't go straight to hell maybe you just turn into an ant for a lifetime or something and then you get upgraded to another thing and you can work your way up the ladder or whatever the ascension ladder so uh well and one and so he was talking about reincarnation and one thing that really stuck out to me was he said that uh, in some cultures they actually celebrate the death of a young child because like especially a lot of eastern religions i guess because what they believe is that um they're just old they're old souls right and they're advanced spirits and they only need a short amount of time to you know fully ascend to this next level or whatever and um you know, given everything that I know about him and stuff, like all the circumstances, I believe that to be true. It just feels true to me. And I'm, you know, with everything that's been going on, like things have been, my life has been changing at a rapidly alarming rate. Like I got a new job, I'm moving and moved to a different city and I'm I don't, like lots of crazy shit's been happening. So I don't know. I believe it. I believe someone's someone's got to be looking out for me because if not uh no i don't know probably just wouldn't be around now but anyway so yeah first episode in the books in your ears it's in it's in the in the cloud it's up in outer space somewhere and you can listen to it wherever great podcasts are found literally the yeah by the way thank you to the anchor app they plat they will you can record shit on your phone and then put it on it puts it on almost every platform itunes soundcloud just a bunch of different things and um 
so yeah, you can find this podcast pretty much wherever podcasts are found. And uh, if you got this far, obviously you already found it. And I don't know why I'm saying this, but anyway, um, that's pretty much it. Now, pretty much every podcast I listen to, they have their own unique sign-off. And um, I've been trying to think of one, you know, when it was the Beer City Fight Cast, I was saying BCB out, because I was the Beer City Bandit. Uh, that was my name on SureDog. So then that's where I was posting most of the links to the vid- videos, and that's what I was known as. And I cringed every time I said it. So I'm trying to think of something, a way to end this. Um, you know, nice, clean, and neat. And I think... Um, uh, I think I think I've got it down. So uh, yep, this is the end of the episode. Um, do better, it gets better, and don't let the bastard win. Love you guys. Bye.